Hey, this is Candia Raquel, founder of Centro de Poder, the place to sense with your flesh the pleasure of being alive, to connect with your essential fire so you can share the flame. And today we have a very special guest. This is Rodrigo Suarez. He's an Alexander teacher and he's a wonderful person that I've been admiring already for a few years now and I'm gonna welcome him and ask him to introduce himself so welcome very happy to have you here at the essential sessions hello thank you very very much Candy. it feels a bit silly to speak in english with you because we are both mexicans but yes. um, that's that's good <laughs> um yeah so i introduce myself i well, first I studied music when I was like very young. Then I found the Alexander Technique, which has a lot to do with well, it's psychophysical re-education. And I've been teaching them that for many years. And then nonviolent communication, I fall in love with that uh, that approach. And I, I, I also teach that now. And you asked me about clowning. I've done that, like not as a professional, but more as amateur. I, for some years, I was very much into that. So that's also part of what I have integrated. So that's my quick, my quick presentation. Your presentation. And I am curious to know how do you feel about your posture, your presence and pleasure that for us in Centro de Poder, it are the like the three keys of sensuality, and how has this like changed, evolved since the first day that you got in touch with Alexander? Like, how does your posture change? How does your presence change? And how, in a way, your availability to welcome pleasure uh, change? If if it changes, I mean, you know something about it. Yes, yes, it did. So, I started taking Alexander Technique lessons when I was eighteen years old, and so I was really, really shy. Like my posture, I I don't actually exaggerate. My posture was was like this, and I didn't feel like I was like this when I looked at my speech picture pictures I was surprised to see that I was like this and when my family told me like st stand straight I used to try to be straight but it was very tiring and it was like this and as a teenager I was extremely shy so um, and I wasn't happy like it was some sort of not not being happy in general um, so it it wasn't it wasn't at all a fast change it was a gradual change um so with the alexander technique there's this very personal guidance like an, an alexander technique teacher guides you with their hands like to find like more lightness and length without tension without rigidity um, and how to do your movements your activities with yes with less, like freer with less tension um so so as I said it was like very gradual but 
but altogether it was like a quite a dramatic change if you see photos of before and after it's like different person different person uh, yeah so that came together like where I'm, I'm still a bit shy but but i think my personality came out a lot as part of of that so it's not you can separate one thing from from the other yeah and and i started to learn to dance salsa like in those years so i see that as, as part of the process because um like beforehand i wanted to dance but like my i didn't have like coordination uh, like a friend i asked a friend to to teach me dancing and she said well you don't have any rhythm so there's nothing i can do oh, no. um, <laughs> and i was a musician so i knew about rhythm but not not about like coordination to dance so it was part of the enjoyment of like discovering this new coordination in my body this new integration freedom that came together with learning to dance so learning to uh, dance. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah when you t you ask me about pleasure i think that that has a lot to do with it um and also, well, since I was so insecure, I, I didn't have a girlfriend for a very long time. Uh, like I was very insecure with girls. So also that started to come out like more confidence in myself. And so, so I remember this, like there's very little lit literature about Alexander Technique related to sexuality. But yeah. there's, there's one, one chapter in a book, um, which is the Alexander Principle is one of the Wilfred, Wilfred Barlow, like is one of the classic Barlow. Alexander Technique books, and there's one chapter about sexuality. Sexuality. And I learned, yeah, I learned that like very early, like probably almost before I had sex, I had read that chapter. Not wow, now, that's like, so lucky. <laughs> yes, almost, almost, not, like not <laughs> quite, not quite, but almost. Um, so so that's changed a lot like, yeah a lot of what i read in that chapter is still in me like um resonates oh yeah so i, I guess i'm going very fast into answering your question but probably yeah uh, it's not a question it's an invitation and i i find it very interesting how you had like a disconnection between the image that you felt in yourself in regards to to how you looked in picture in pictures when you were very shy like you could see that your posture was collapsed but and you were collapsed but you didn't fully realize that you were like that and your posture changed but i i, I find something like very relevant that you say like you were very shy as a teenager and insecure and and you didn't have a girlfriend for for a long time even though you are a very good looking guy like i don't know if you could just close your eyes because i'm sure that girls just came chasing you but well now you say that you are still very shy and the but other aspects of your personality come out and i find that like very important it's not about like 
changing in nine in a nine week express program, but mm -hmm. uh, it's about unfolding abandoned on or unknown aspects of the self and bringing them forth to expression without getting into trouble or or wanting to not be something that that is part of, of yourself your personality identity as say shyness the thing is that there's like if with this somatic wor work that you've learned and that later on you teach it's as if you became like more spacious and wider to to be able to behold complexities and maybe contradictions as how co come you be shy but delight in dancing salsa like it seems that that doesn't make sense but it does because like we, we are not like a we are not an iphone we are way more sophisticated mm -hmm. and so complex that yeah contradictions can become aspects of of complexity so so now i am curious about that sexuality chapter and we are all very curious i can bet in the sensualist audience so would you tell us a little bit more about that like uh, is it a chapter with exercises or with what is in that chapter not exercises but um well yeah there, there's many things in there that i would like to talk about um, and yeah, probably many of them are not, uh, uh, what's the word, exclusive to Alexander Technique. It's like, like probably I, I, I read them first there and then I've heard them in other places. So it's probably not all new. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, modern exercises is like awareness about the, or different ways of looking at things. Um, so, so one of the the, um, the points that it touches on is well, in a way, we we all have some trauma. Well, maybe not necessarily trauma, but like like sexual energy is very strong in us, like especially in adolescence. When yes, and so it all comes like that, and we don't know what to do with that, and socially it, it brings like there's some trauma in a way that we've all had experiences of that energy not bringing good things like when yes um uh, so, like may, like pe may, some people might have like her like stronger trauma and some for some is smaller but there's all like at some point we all learned to shut down to that energy to tense up and like, yeah, that shutting down is is tension yeah to to bury it in the closet and repress it, but then it comes out randomly at the worst moment, <laughs> explosive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you come from playing with the with the little ponies and your yayos or whatever <laughs> the case, because you're you're a little kid and then you become a teenager and it's like, what is going on? Like starting with the body like you grow and things come out from your body it's like wow and yeah like 
in my experience, I just gaslighted myself. Like nothing is changing. Like nothing's going on, and I'm just like diving into the intellectual realm while mm -hmm. dealing like on a with a side eye. Uh, all these changes and emotional changes because yeah like I mean you are you would be lucky if you had like a proper context and come from 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 the upbringing of the enlightened household of your parents and you live uh, in a civilized country and everything but <laughs> for most people yeah that is like uh, actually, terrible moment in life. I mean, of great discoveries, but also, at least for me, it was like bad experiences and not wanting to to deal with femininity at all. I became a, a graffiti artist, and I dressed like a like a guy. Like people wouldn't tell if I I was a guy or or a girl until like i was i think 18 i moved to another city and i had a very good friend that told me kanya you need to to dress like a girl like like a lady <laughs> and she she went with me to to buy like tighter jeans and they were like this is so weird because i was like in my ghetto chola hip-hop motherfucker <laughs> outfit like yeah in in a way I lived in a tent, hiding my body from the rest of the my 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 body as a woman from the world and from myself. And and now, mm -hmm. like twenty years, twenty five years later on, <laughs> I am talking about sensuality because it's so important to to look at these energies that are brimming in us and get curious and and move with with your desire with what you want to do so so then what happened is that chapter about mm -hmm. how to deal with your sexual energy yeah um yeah part of it uh, now that you are talking at some point you you froze but i think i heard all you what you said and um yeah it was nice to hear your story because now you that's what you share with people about so, so it was very nice to hear like the journey that somebody went through and like who who could have told that you would be like helping people to get in contact with that energy when like 20 years ago i don't know how long you yeah. had it all shut down as you said yeah mm -hmm. um but yes, so so that idea that um, it's with tension, muscle tension is the way that because you're not doing it consciously, you're not saying, "Oh, I have all this energy. How will I do it? Deal with it in a way that isn't dangerous?" So I'll deal with it this way. It's not conscious. It's like like it's like fear reflex. So you learn to tense in a way to not not to feel it. Um, so part of the book describes in, in what ways the tension in the yeah in what ways you tense your body to to suppress that because it's not just the 
the genitals area. Like part of it is, is just the hips because that's where the genitals are, but it, it's the whole cell, like you tend your, um, your neck and you, you limit your breathing. So it's like it's a, a whole pattern of tension. So, so that's part of it. And then what it talks about is that like all this ocean of um, sensuality and what's the other word? Um, er eros er eroticity? Yeah. How do you say? Erotic. Yeah, like the erotic world is like a whole ocean in the way that uh, there's there's many layers of how you can feel like your sexuality. Like it's not just like either I'm not feeling anything or I'm having an orgasm. So like between not, not being aroused at all and having an orgasm, like such a world. But we often don't live in that world because of that fear. So it's either like like some people even believe that the tension itself is the sexual pleasure and arousal. Like um, mm -hmm. because when like when you when you learn to get rid of that tension and you allow yourself to feel it's not really that tension what you feel it's more like you feel well energy and you feel vulnerable and you sometimes like sometimes sexual pleasure can feel like falling like it's more that sort of feelings than than tension but sometimes people learn so much to shut down that that tension is habitual so even even when they they are getting sexually aroused, there's that tension. So it's it's very quick that coming from not being aroused to then being aroused and then having an orgasm, uh, and there's tension and and they they believe that that, that tension itself is is the pleasure, but exactly. but really it isn't. Mm -hmm. But really it isn't. Yes, yes. As if this tension. It's interesting that that the understanding that I get from this this chapter is to understand tensions. So it's not like do this and that and that to get pleasure. It's more like understand that tension is what's getting in the way of the experience. As if mm -hmm. it was, it were a way to wall yourself off from the experience and guess mm -hmm. what's going on so to the point that it's so little that the pleasure that you get that you can confuse pleasure with tension and fears mm -hmm. and of course we we've been educated to go to the mcdonald's pay and get your your cajita feliz <laughs> to, to get your hamburger and that's it like we live in a transactional society and pleasure is not exactly transactional. As you mentioned, like, yeah, you can work it like swallow your hamburger and you get the pleasure and that's it. But in, in, in the idea of arousal, the experience, orgasm, and then nothing. While this other view is that you can work out the tension that walling off 
and open to the vulnerability of the experience, to, to the falling on the unknown of pleasure that emerges uniquely moment by moment, then, then you're really in what's going on in your flesh. But yeah, it takes like opening to, to the mystery. And this not only applies to sex, but to life moment by moment. Like we don't know what's gonna happen in the next minute of our conversation. Like we can control it or plan it, but after a certain point where you want to control in order to guarantee you're gonna be safe, you're actually working against yourself if you're letting fear run the show. And I believe that safety, safety is important. It's very important in sexuality, intimacy, and life. But especially like when you're entering into this mysterious land of creativity. And it may seem contradictory to, to be safe while you're doing, while you're like opening vulnerable to the experience. So I want to ask you about like what you work on nonverbal communication and Alexander and even even the clown it's a or music like in clown there's a lot of improvisation you you don't know what's gonna happen in in music you know what's gonna happen if if it's a set piece you play but still there is no play that is exactly the same you can rehearse something a thousand times. And every time it's going to be different, especially if you're in a theater in public, like the experience with the audience transforms everything. And in sex, like, well, like if, if the menu is always the same, like monotony can, can break the whole thing of, of pleasure. So what's your take on, yeah, on the, on the apparent contradiction that that is creativity as in the sexual ex experience and safety mm -hmm. interesting question um because the first thing that comes to me is in clowning like the the, the school of clowning that i learned has a lot to do with with vulnerability, like all these things that um, you hide, like, because you want to generally in life, we learn to have this mask, like, oh, yes, I'm intelligent and I am serious or I am um, a good person or whatever. We have this mask because we, we don't want to be vulnerable and show how we really feel or who we really are. And in clowning, it's about taking that mask off and showing um, who you are and you feel vulnerable. But what gives you safety is the fact that when you are like that, the audience love you. And well, it's the audience if you are in front of an audience, but it wow. happens in, in life as well. Like um, 
if well now that we're speaking in English but we are Mexicans I I'm not feeling vulnerable about that but if I was it's like actually my mother is English and I lived in England altogether eight years so sometimes have people have this expectation that I will have a very good English accent and I don't at all <laughs> um so when they have that expectation, I sometimes I feel a bit like insecure. Oh, they find out that I have a very bad accent, according to myself. <laughs> but actually, when you said before this talk, I asked you, it's going to be in English. And you said, yes, it's going to be in English with Chilango accent. Chilango means from accent from Mexico City. So I love that idea that you like, okay, yeah, we don't care if our accent is whatever. And I'm sure people who are listening to us in the recording will love us for that. We they will love us because we don't mind that we have bad accents. We just talk. So, so in that way, it's like when you are clowning and you are showing your mistakes to people, or you're showing your vulnerability. They sort of start loving you and trusting you. It's like okay, he's a human being like me, so he's allowing himself to be human and show that he's human because he's giving me permission to also be human and make mistakes. So so that's why that's what gives you security. Like if you feel very vulnerable first when you are doing clowning because you are taking that mask off, but then you see that people love you because you are yourself. So that gives you security. Um, and I think it's the same uh, with sexuality. Um, yes, like we all learned that it was dangerous, all that sexual energy was dangerous. And it, it is if you don't know how to handle it. But then if you learn how to communicate with people, then there's a way to think, okay, this, like, um, I mean, we could be dancing in a party and we don't want to be a, a sexual couple, but we might enjoy dancing together and we are enjoying our sexuality together to some extent. But if there's no communication, then, then there might be like, Weird. like, okay, if I enjoy this too much, he's going to think that I want something, but I don't want something. So then may, may I don't enjoy it and I shut it all down. But if, if there's communication, there's okay, let's enjoy it. And then if there's some misunderstanding, we, I can empathize with you and you empathize with me and then we connect again so so i think that happens at all levels like dancing is one level of of feeling your sensuality um like maybe having sex is another level at which again you are very vulnerable and if you develop trust and intimacy in the communication that you can say what you feel and you can say what you feel and um then that's where we find the, the safety like we still feel vulnerable but it's a nice vulnerability yeah. it's like a, a vulnerability i, I love this i uh, and yes. i feel like such a huge, huge relief because like i've always saw you like an authority in in the somatic world like like wow this guy he has an amazing trajectory and he keeps on posting and sharing about Alexander, no matter what. And then we start talking and I was like, like, really? 
And it's like, of course, like we are colleagues, but I, I admire you a lot. And then I, I didn't realize at the moment, but I relaxed. Like I, I said to myself, like, I, I'm gonna like show up as I am without filters. Also like, like an offering for for this guy to be able to make his own choices decide like take it or or leave it like here we are talking english in mexican accent and like you're free to stay we we would love you to stay but like love it's not an obligation so if you're not loving our mexican accent chilango like well so sorry <laughs> i believe that like because this is communication like showing up as you are like communication goes both ways but you're covering your 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 way of the message on the way you present yourself to someone or to the world or to a situation and on the feedback of that situation you will know if you're really a good match and it's completely true when you show who you are your your mistakes um no masks then people can love you for who you truly are and the ones that don't love you like they they are free to go and i believe this is important because there are so many filters in social media and so many poses and so much bluff and and pretends that like why would you waste your uniqueness in order to try to comply to a social stereotype like why would you waste like it's like throwing your heart to the garbage and wearing here like like a list of guidelines of what is expected to you like <laughs> don't do that mm -hmm. like take the mask off and show us show us you are and also allow yourself to to be moved and changed in the interaction with with the other person because the other person it's gonna move you and then you're gonna discover things in yourself that you wouldn't otherwise realize so yeah it's, it's very very interesting like showing as you are and it's also like a basic respect of non non-manipulation to the other person like don't try to make Don't, don't don't do something to get something. Don't try to appear in a certain way so the other person acts in, in a way that you expect. Actually, like if you do that because of fear or because of safety, that's that's the wrong way because the other person may respond as you expect and planned and and plotted, but But it's gonna be like an artificial safety that you made up, not not the true core safety that is what you need 
when you're truly on the verge of the unknown of pleasure taking over your flesh, especially in the sensuality that happens in in sex. Mm -hmm. Yes, and all of this is much easier to say it than to and leave it. Like because, like for some reason, we have these masks, so sometimes they work for us. Um, sometimes they work for us. That's yeah. Sometimes they they work for us. The thing is to not let the the mask work as you. Like mm -hmm. don't forget who you are and. And it's also like the roles you play, like you can be authentic playing the role of the teacher and you're authentically doing what you do as a teacher. And that's not wearing a mask and that's not being fake, but mm -hmm. it can be misunderstood with, with wearing a mask. Yes. I mean, sometimes it, it gives you some protection. So you need to learn another way to protect yourself without the masks. That's why I talked about communication. If you learn to communicate better, then that that might give you a better protection than than the mask. Yeah, a better protection than the mask. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Would you share with us a little exercise about nonviolent communication and Alexander, like to wrap everything that we have talked about into a an experience for the sensualist? Mm -hmm. Yes, so like uh, you mean something that they can apply in a way, like some, yeah, yeah, like like the the socialists here watching, listening to us are our accountants, our stay-at-home moms. Some of them are dancers and ninjas, but mostly like people that uh, is learning to sense themselves like to discover like oh this is me besides like my my diplomas and everything mm -hmm. yes so well first like very simple like being present in this moment uh, exercise which would be like to keep your eyes open because often when we want to relax and feel our body we tend to close our eyes but I invite you to keep them open because you are also you are aware of yourself, but also aware of what's happening around you. And so you can be aware of the the contact of the chair and the floor if you are sitting, or the floor if you are standing, or if you are lying, the bed or whatever the surface that gives you support. You can be aware of that, and you can be aware at the same time of what you see, what you hear. Is it possible to be aware of both things at the same time? Like sometimes you pay attention to one and then to the other, but maybe you can see if it's possible to to be both at the same time. So the tip of your tongue rests behind your lower teeth. The tip of your tongue resting before behind the upper part of the lower teeth. And... Okay. Really... You you can you can let your lips separate uh, slightly one from each other in case they were in contact. And what's the size of the room you're in? 
because you are inside that room. What space do you take that room? Even though you might be apparently still, there's always very slight movements. Like sometimes they're so, so subtle that you can feel them. But they are your balancing adjustments. Um, so with you, Candy, I see that in a way you start, you're concentrating and you're not looking anymore. So you can, is it possible to look around and at the same time remember yeah. that there's very small movements that balancing? And you don't need to do them. You just they happen by themselves and you stop interfering interfering with your balancing. So that's just <sighs> present. And then and then to, to keep all that awareness while you are moving or while you are responding to what happened you to you. Uh, so that's another part of it. So to practice just a little bit of that, I'm going to ask you to take your right right hand and while you keep your neck free touch your head with your right hand so so that's a way of, of keeping keeping this freedom when you are when you move now you can let the gravity take your hand back down so uh, is trying out testing your reflexes and they keep you in your knee and your leg moves. You are not moving your leg, it's moving by itself. But if you're stiff, it won't move. So, so a lot of the body movements are like that. They happen if you allow them to happen. So when you are dancing, if you enjoy the music and you look at the people you are dancing with, something will happen to you. Your body will want to move and you allow it to move it. So it's more like how to keep it available for that to happen. So so if you play with this awareness while you are dancing, you be aware of the flow and you as a whole and listen to the music and you um, let your joints be free and let the music move you. It's similar to when the doctor tries your reflexes out. Yes. And one of the things that I read in that chapter that you asked me about is that the movement, like the the pelvic movement, when you are having sexual intercourse, of like the pelvis going, moving like this, is also a reflex. So it's not something that you do. It's something that when you are aroused, if, if you start interfering with it, it will happen as a reflex. Mm -hmm. So, so yes, yeah, similar to dancing. So that's one of the Very important. That stayed with me. So, so this freedom that we got by stopping for a moment and being aware of the flow and looking around and being as aware of yourself, that we can take a little bit further and you can be aware of flow and look around and ask yourself while you while you look around, ask yourself if you might be tightening your neck or you might be pulling your head back and down, but you can still look around and ask yourself if you are tightening your body or if you are shorting and just touch us away um so it's yeah so i'm not asking you so much what to do it's more asking you what to be aware of yes. if you're aware of it just stop interfering so 
So bring that awareness to your activities. So when you are walking in the street or when you are um, dancing or when you are having sex, so, so that's exercise. And I don't know if it's more than you expected, but thinking about nonviolent communication, if there was some exercise. Um, yes, well, probably the, the short exercise would be to think of a, a time when you you are not flowing somewhere, somehow. Like maybe you are um, you are with somebody and you are shutting, you're talking with somebody and you're shutting down, you're putting a mask. Yeah. Or, or maybe you're dancing and you're thinking, okay, I, I mustn't be too sensual because they might get the wrong message. Or if you are having sex with somebody and you stop feeling pleasure because there's some disconnection, uh, you have some feelings and you're not expressing them, so you have some resentment, so the, so that's something that got shut down. So, so think of one example of one situation in life when for some reason you are not flowing. So first ask yourself, why would, would you like to flow? Like if you float, what needs would be met? Like would that mean you, you need for pleasure? Would that mean you need for connection? For spontaneity. Um, so, what first you ask yourself, why would you would like to flow? What, what if you float more? What would that give you? And then ask yourself, why are you not flowing? That that also needs that are not being met. Is it because you need safety? Because you need acceptance? Because you need trust in yourself? Um, or you need inclusion? Like you might fear that the people will judge, judge you so you you want to belong so that's why you don't want to be judged like like ask yourself that so that already helps when you get in contact with that those needs so there's needs on one hand why you why you went would want to flow and there's needs that have made you react in a way that they're not helping you flow so you can ask yourself is there a way to meet both is there a way and, both yeah and then you can put yourself in the shoes of the other person like how are they feeling what are they need so whatever they are saying or whatever they're thinking that's also an expression of feelings and needing so if you put yourself in those shoes you start seeing them as a human so okay they, oh, they have new they have needs as well so there might be a way of communicating to meet their needs and my needs nice so maybe Yes, so that's the exercise. I hope it was clear. It was yeah. a bit long. Yes, loving it. Starting with the position of the tongue in the upper part of the back part of the lower teeth, I felt an immediate relief that looked like, like a deep breath. And I've been dealing with a lot of things that get in the way of me fully ex expressing and delighting in my sensuality. And one of those expressions of tension in my body is that I wake up with, with sore gums because I believe that in the night I am pushing with the my, my lower teeth with the tongue. I've never done this and I haven't really researched about it because it's, I've 
I've been doing this just like for about two weeks. And now it's like I reconnected, like my tongue remembered, rem reminded like a good place to be that was not pushing the teeth. And then uh, this, this approach of not following a guideline on what to do, but actually uh, just being aware of what you're doing, especially of the micro movements that happen naturally if you don't get in the way. Like just sitting here, like there are micro movements of adjustment that you even see the little kids and babies when they first sit, they are like moving their head and their body. Like the like posture, it's not something fixed. It's like it's it's dynamic. And then being aware of these micro movements as you move or as you do something. And this is super key not to collapse. So essentiality like can be very simple, can be in this simple exercise of being aware of what you're doing and just not getting in the way of your own self and your micro movements. And you will feel an, an immediate like relief and delight. And I feel that that this state of awareness is a great base to do the second part of the nonverbal communication. Like, okay, you are sensing yourself. So what do you need now? And why are you not getting that? And check. And I, I, I felt that from this physical state, like I have a better disposition to find uh, a meeting point for or these apparent contradictions, but those meeting points, I feel that happen from from within. Like you make space for for the experience to to happen, and to ha and for the experience to happen to you. Like you being moved. Like what you mentioned of of the reflexes and these these little mini movements are reflexes. So, so it's like a huge relief to know that you don't need to learn how to fuck and no one needs to learn how to have sex. We we already know in our DNA. And also if we didn't as humans like <laughs> our ancestors wouldn't have found the way like 20,000 years ago where there were no PhDs and universities. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so yeah, it's like, okay, like you, you don't need to become the great lover. It's, it's like you already are it. Just get out of your own way. Like, like just don't keep on building tensions that will wall you off from the experience and, and the movement. So it's very relieving and like, <laughs> it's, it's also like a key to true confidence because like now you know that, that you've got it and that's amazing.
Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, I like the way you are putting. Mm -hmm. Yes, Rodrigo. So tell us, how can we learn more about your work and get in contact with you? Mm -hmm. Well, the uh, problem that it's all in Spanish, like on my work page, it's in Spanish. Well, I said my, but our work page, because it's my wife, Madeleine, who is a professional client and mine. Um, so, so, yeah, if some people who are listening to us know Spanish, but that's like, like I have, like, we have their articles and videos and like many things. So, it's, we, we will change the name, but for now, the URL or URLS is liberatoclown.com. So, I don't know if you will be able to write it down. Yeah, um, sure. I, I, I will write there. I, I will yeah. paste the link. So it's libera, as liberate with an A in Spanish, mm -hmm. libera to clown.com. <laughs> yes. Thank you very yes, much. And so at some point it will come to Libre Ciencia, but we will keep the, the old URL, URL also. So. so with that one, they can get there. Awesome. Awesome. So please go check what. Rodrigo is doing and learn more with him. It's it's a fantastic way of getting to know yourself better and also be perform in a more successful way. But not from, from the perspective of achieving and performing, but from what I perceive is performing through being sensitively, sensually, fully immersed on the experience of what you're doing because your awareness is is on it. So thank you so much, Rodrigo. It's been a great pleasure to have you here at the Sensual Sessions podcast. Yeah, thank you very much to you too. And thank you for the people who got this far into listening to us. Yeah, thank you, Sensualist. If you haven't subscribed already to the Sensual Sessions podcast, please visit www.centrodepoder.com in Mexican Chilango accent <laughs> English and uh, get yourself signed up to get these episodes delivered weekly on your inbox. Until then, Please remember to sense your fire so you can share the flame. <laughs>